You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we are ready for another week of the Uncanceled podcast. Uh, thanks for those of you guys that are watching on Spotify and on YouTube. Would you guys give me a little activity in the comments for once, yeah, for goodness sake? Like, it's not like I don't have viewers. Like, if sure. I had, like, one viewer, I'd understand. But, Just like, hey. like, come on, man. Like, like we got, like, we got, like, at least, like, like 50 within a couple of days. And then after like maybe a week or two, it's like a hundred, like, come on, somebody's yeah. got to be able to drop a comment in there. Like for real. Um, AJ, that's on you, man. That's oh, on wow. you. AJ, step it up. Step it up. Cameron, just step it up. Unacceptable. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. They're awesome. And, uh, we're, we're happy to be back on here this week. Last yeah. week we weren't able to, I, I really just wasn't able to get around doing it. It was a super busy week, but we're happy to be back on the, uh, on the potty this week. So we like yeah. to call it. We like we to call sure it the potty. Are. You know, right that crumble cookie was great. It kind of oh, didn't gosh. really get the momentum that it needed to get well, because know, of the fast. Yeah, the fast and then a couple weeks off. It just really wasn't hitting. Well, that's not really true. It, it was hitting. It was good. Yeah. But I got something for my uh, birthday. Yeah. My sister ordered me so good. something really awesome. And it inspired a new rate that series that we will do until we run out of these things. Yep. And then maybe we'll go back to the crumble cookie. I think we should. We, I think we probably should yeah. just because there's a lot of potential there, yeah. but I think that this is going to be very interesting oh, no, for a lot of people. Awesome. It's going to be better than crumble cookie. Yeah. Like if honestly, like just low key, we might have to like see how we can do this more often. If you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but are, are you going to do it? Are you going to do the little grab or should uh, I do uh, all, right, all right. All right. It is time to rate, rate that. that. Foreign snack. snack. Here we go. Okay. That was great. So explain it a little All bit. All right. So my, my sister ordered me for my birthday was Sunday. Uh, it doesn't look that, you know, no, crazy. it just it's looks just like a, a cardboard, a box. cardboard uh, box. But my, my sister, uh, my birthday was January 22nd, which at the time of this recording is last Sunday. And drop um, a happy birthday comment. Oh, yeah. Drop yeah. Happy birthday. Come on, DJ. man. It's my birthday. I was born. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but, um, I uh, got a gift from my sister. She got me snacks, foreign snacks, uh, countries all around the world, which would be why it's foreign. Uh, And we kind of just decided like there's all types of different snacks, like of companies that we have in the United States, but just different flavors that we might not have. Yeah. Stuff that, you know, we just don't get over here. Yeah. But, but you never know what's going to be pulled out of the box. That's the thing. There's a lot of different types of snacks. Like there's chips, there's, Oreos, there's like gummy candy. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. I, I think, h- how should I do this? Like, because I'm going to be able to feel like, I guess, kind of what type it is, but like, I, I kind of just want to stick my hand in there, like move it around for a second and just rip one out. Don't think about it too much. I, I guess so. So, so let's m- maybe like, maybe you could put your mic in like the box. Maybe okay. that's, like, that's what you should do. Let's see. We're, we're in there. <laughs> we're in, this is like ASMR right here. Here we go. And three, two, one. All right. All what right. We, we have, I think, are these like, these are oh, definitely, wait, definitely from an Asian culture okay. uh, of some kind. Uh, Thailand, Thailand. Yes. What is this? Cheetos, crunchy, sweet barbecue from Thailand. Okay. Sounds, sounds All right. good. All right. Um, should we do a little sniff yeah, test? Yeah, do a sniff. 
Sniff good? Ooh. Sniff. I can uh, see it. Sniff promising. I can see it. Okay, uh, grab one. Yeah. Just go ahead and grab one. So how are we going to rate these? This is a, it's a good thing to ask. Yeah. I think that we're just going to rate it on how good it is as a snack, just overall. And we're going to yeah. compare it to other foreign snacks. Just, if, just I mean, if it through. tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. Yeah, yeah. At least for this one. That, that's know, fair. If it tastes this, what it's supposed to taste yeah. like. Um, and, it, and it, you know, well, I guess we can compare it also to the regular snack that it is, like the original of the snack. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's give this a little All try. Right, here you go. What? What did I just eat? Wow. Tastes like something. Picks up a little bit. It's pretty mild, would you say? Honestly, I know what it tastes like. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. What does it taste like? The purple Doritos. Okay. So I went there first. Okay. But I'm getting, it tastes like barbecue chips. With a oh, little bit oh, of the Lay's barbecue chips. Yeah. It's somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between those two. Yeah. And I'm kind of digging it. No, it's it's good. It's not really like it's not Cheetos, how you would think that Cheetos would normally be, right? No, I mean, because Cheetos is is cheese. Is there a cheese element in this? Is that where we're getting the is it like cheese and barbecue or not? No, it's it's just crunchy sweet barbecue. Wow. Honestly, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be really real on good. that. It's like it's it's Mild, like I said, like it's not like it's gonna hit you right away. No, like smack you in the face, but it's good. It's like a good flavor. You know what I kind of like about it? Huh? It, do you see the beef kebab on the here? Let's see, see if we can. Kebab. There's like oh, I can try to do a little zoom. Yeah, speed. yeah, yeah. There's like a little beef kebab right here. Yeah. I, I would say that's an accurate picture to describe to me what I'm about to eat. Sure. Um, I think it's good. Let's all right. Let, let's say, does it taste like it's supposed to advertise like yeah. barbecue? It's a sweet barbecue flavor. It's a sweet barbecue flavor. I hundred yeah. percent agree. I think it's really spot good. on. It definitely has that Asian like flavors mm-hmm. to it. Let like you, you can kind of get those those sure. those notes, I guess. Yeah. Um, and in comparison to a regular Cheeto, it's almost like they're two separate yeah, things. It's it's hard to compare. I guess that we could say which one we would prefer to have, but it's hard to compare because Cheetos, like American Cheetos, are are pretty much all about cheese. But to this be honest is with you, not about cheese. I might rather eat these than regular Cheetos. Yeah, personally, like like just like maybe it depends on what you're feeling, obviously. But I think as a snack, I, I think I'm kind of settled on on what I would give this out, out of ten. I feel pretty strongly about regular Cheetos, and I like regular Cheetos probably more than these. Okay, but um, no, these are these are good. Go ahead. I'm going to go with an 8.5. I think it's, it's, it's deserving of an 8-plus grade. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm very cautious to just come right out with like a, oh, this is a 10 right away to start. Yeah. Um, I'm I at, think I'm at an 8. You're that's an eight. that's okay. right what I was thinking. So I'm at an 8. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's not over a 9 for me for, for this reason because it is a little subtle. It is a little yeah. subtle. Um, and I'm not sure... I'm not sure how like I would feel eating a whole bag of them, um, but I think it would be pretty good. I I, I do. No. I I may come back to this snack later on in this sure. series and bring it higher. Sure. If you're ever in Thailand, um, yeah, know, search out the Cheetos. Yeah, you can get, get whatever this says, whatever it says on the bag right there. You, says you can like, get that uh, sweet barbecue. Yeah, probably yeah. in Thai. All right. Well, that's the first one. Yeah, that that, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome, man. I loved not knowing what I was about to eat. Yeah, no, so that's cool. Yeah, you can just nah. throw them back in the bag and just, uh, oh. or you can just bring them out. That's fine. Yeah, there you go. That works too. Awesome. That was great. 
That was great. What a great start to the to rate that foreign snack. Look at that. I did the hezzy right there too. I got it right there. Um, man, I'm happy to be back on the podcast, man. And um, I, I have something exciting to share with you guys today. Something that God's been ministering to me in my own life as well. I have a great mentor uh, of uh, of mine that uh, someone that I that I meet with and I, I uh, seek to just learn from and glean from. His name is uh, Pastor Adam Fredericks. Uh, Pastor Adam, if you ever watch this, thank you for everything that you have poured into my life. I know that he uh, sometimes checks out my stuff, but um, I, I was uh, hanging out with him today, and it kind of brought me to what something that God has already been speaking in my life, uh, in my private life. Uh, just with him in my relationship with him. And what it, what it is, is it's four keys to a thriving relationship with God. Four keys to a thriving relationship with God. And specifically what God's been speaking to me about is this first point that I have for you guys, uh, the first key to a thriving relationship with God. And that is valuing or valuing relationship over religious rituals. Valuing relationship over religious rituals. This may seem very straightforward at first. <coughs> Excuse me. I kind of like, I think I got like a little bit of that barbecue, like zest right there. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, valuing relationships or relationship over rituals um, can seem like a no brainer, right? It's like, it's, you know, relationship over religion. That seems super easy and super simple at first. But I think what we often fail to realize is many of the things that we do are from a place of religion and not from a place of relationship. And if we want to have a thriving relationship with God, we, we cannot have a mindset of religious rituals, but rather be valuing a relationship with God. Uh, scripturally, let's, let's look at this and see where the scripture talks about religious rituals. And there's a couple of different places that it talks about that. And, but the place that I, I felt led to kind of go to is Isaiah 1, 11 through 13. I actually just taught this to my class this morning for Bible. Uh, I taught, I've been teaching them through the, uh, taking them through the Old Testament and we just got to Isaiah today. And what I, uh, what, what I was teaching them today was about this concept of not marrying ourselves to religious rituals, but rather to a relationship with God. And I'm going to unpack this a little bit because people can get it kind of weird when they start saying relationship over religion. But let's read Isaiah 1, 11 through 13. I hope that you found it in your Bible at this point. It says, what are your many gifts given, uh, given in worship to me, says the Lord. I've had enough burnt gifts of rams and the fat of cattle, and I'm not pleased with the blood of bulls, lambs, and goats. When you come to show yourselves before me, who says you must walk and walk around my open spaces? Do not bring your gifts of no worth anymore. Your special perfume is a hated thing to me. The new moon and day of rest, this calling uh, together of the people, I cannot put up with. I cannot put up with your sin and your meetings of worship. Okay, so... What does this have to do with religion versus relationship? The prophet Isaiah here is writing to the, to God's people in Judah. And here he is alerting them of their religion. And he's saying, you do all these religious rituals, you sacrifice goats and you sacrifice rams and you do all of these religious activities, but yet you're not living right before me. Yet you've neglected a relationship with me. And he's, he's telling them that while they may go through the motions of religion, that they lack a true, genuine relationship with God, while they may have done all of the right things, 
and made all the right sacrifices. It came from a place of religion, not from a place of uh, relationship with God or wanting to know, uh, know the Lord because, and wanting to love him and do what pleases him. And the reality is, is that religion is a giant. I don't want to sound over spiritual when I say that, but it is a hurdle that many Christians, almost every Christian is going to have to overcome in their walk with Christ and their walk with the Lord, because being religious will actually lead you in opposition to Christ. Being religious will lead you in opposition to Christ. Here's why. Um, a religious spirit will cause you to oppose those who are really serving God. A religious spirit will often cause you to oppose those who are really serving God. In Matthew twenty-two fifteen, and really in many other scriptures, we see the religious leaders opposing Jesus. They're opposing Jesus. They're trying to trap him with questions and they're trying to play nice with him, but they're really trying to trap him. And we see this, we see this, these religious leaders doing this because they are all about the religious rituals and not about having a genuine relationship with God. God desires for us to have a relationship with him and not to just perform simple religious rituals uh, in our lives. Religion is more concerned with rituals than it is relationship. And we see this in Mark 7, in Mark chapter 7. In fact, I'll turn there in my Bible. Mark chapter 7 we see religion being concerned with rituals where relationship is less concerned with the ritual of things and the heart of things. So Jesus is having this big argument, or not really, Jesus didn't really start it. The religious leaders did. They're trying to argue with Jesus, saying to him, what's wrong with you and your disciples? You guys don't follow the rituals of hand washing and you don't wash the cups and bowls the way that we do in the ritual of cup and bowl washing. Sounds completely ridiculous, but it was a thing that, that the Jewish people did and, and many Jewish people still probably follow where they washed cups and they washed bowls in a certain way. And he was saying, why don't you guys follow this um, uh, religious ritual? And here's what Jesus says to them in Mark 7, 6 through 7. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right about you when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Religion will teach man-made ideas as a command from God. Religion will take something that's not in the word of God, and it will mandate it as something that has to be done, where a relationship sticks with the word of God. Hear that again. Religion makes up rules that the Bible never speaks of, but religion sticks with the word of God. Or, but, Sorry, but relationship sticks with the word of God. When someone has a genuine relationship with God, they're not looking to go outside the word of God to develop things. They're sticking with the word of God and building their life around the word of God. Religion will go and stretch and make up rules that the Bible actually never even speaks of. And so these religious leaders, they're doing all these ceremonial rules in there, but really and truly, while they're doing all these ceremonial rules of religion, their hearts are far from God. Their hearts are not dedicated to the Lord in relationship. And God is not looking for people 
that are going to just follow a religion. God is looking for people whose hearts are fully committed to him. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord search to and fro for those whose hearts are fully committed to him. The eyes of the Lord search to and fro for those whose hearts are fully committed to him. That's not a perfect quotation, but but it's a scripture. I believe it's found in Kings. I may be uh, incorrect on that. But the Bible says, the Bible does say that you can search that scripture up and you can check me on that. God is looking for those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Relationship is knowing and obeying God, regardless of how we feel, because we love God. Religion is knowing and obeying our relationship is knowing and obeying God, regardless of how we feel because we love God. But this is what religion is. Religion is when we feel like we have to do something for God to love us, not send us to hell or to make ourselves feel good. That is where we can develop a religious spirit. But again, relationship is knowing and obeying God simply regardless of how we feel because we love God. See, actions and obedience, they are expected in the life of a Christian, but we shouldn't, we should not view it as religion. We should not view our life in, in, as a Christian. This is my religion. We should view it as having a genuine relationship with God, that these actions of obedience that we do is not a part of our religion, but it's a part of walking out our relationship with God. With the understanding of valuing our relationship, with God over religious rituals, we have to understand a couple of things. See, some people think that religion means that we can just do whatever we want. Or that or relig- relationship over religion, that means I can do whatever I want. But, you know, I, I was in the supermarket one time ministering to somebody and I was starting to minister to them. And they said, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I have a personal relationship with God. I said, what, what is that supposed to mean? Well, you know, I, I don't need this church stuff. I have a per, I value relationship over religion. And see, that individual unfortunately has a misunderstanding of what relationship over religion really is because people take relationship over religion to mean I can basically just do whatever I want. I don't have to obey the Bible. I don't have to go to church. I just need to have a personal relationship with God. That's a load of garbage. That's not correct to say, oh, you know, I value religion over relationship. So, you know, I, I just don't really do anything that the Bible says. That's not having a relationship with God. That's a lie from the devil. And it's not what I'm saying right now. I'm not saying to, you know, throw out doing anything in your walk with Christ. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that we need to change our hearts from feeling forced to do all these different things, to desiring to know God and to know Christ more. Our hearts should not be, oh, you know, I have to do this or God's going to get me. I have to do this or God's not going to love me. Our hearts should be changed from that mindset to a mindset of wanting to know God and to be more like Christ. Sometimes we might not feel like it. Sometimes we might not feel like having a relationship with God. We may not feel like pressing in and doing the things he's asking us to do, but having a relationship with someone will surpass feelings. A big problem with a lot of people in marriages, uh, and speaking now I'm married and I've seen this in my own life, is there may be moments where you do not feel a certain way towards your spouse. I know that this might be over the head of some of my students watching right now, but someday you will be married. And you may not feel a particular way towards your spouse that particular day. You know, the feeling, the mushy, gushy feelings may not be there that day. 
But when you know someone and have a relationship with them, the way you feel is surpassed by your relationship that you have with them. You've built a strong relationship with this, with this person that you're married to. So despite the way you may feel a particular day, your relationship with them is deep enough and strong enough with them that you can form your feelings to the relationship that you already have, which is developed. We need to develop a relationship with God because relationship will take us past our feelings, but religion will, won't go beyond our feelings. Once we start feeling some type of way, our religion will take a back seat. But when we have a deep grounded relationship with someone, when we know them, sometimes I may not feel like taking the trash out for Brianna. Hey, Joey, can you take the trash out? And that's my wife, Brianna, in case you, you're new to this. But Brianna's my wife. Hey, Joey, can you take the trash out? I may not feel like doing that, but because I have a strong relationship with her and I've chosen to love her, Yes, love is a choice. I've chosen to love her. I'm going to do it anyway, despite the fact that I may not feel that way. Relationship is so much deeper than religion, and that's exactly what God is looking for us in our lives. God is looking for a relationship with you. Christ is looking for a relationship with you. When religion fails, relationship won't. When religion fails, relationship won't. Well, but here's the thing. We must understand that religion or that relationship over religion still means the following. Hear this. Relationship over religion still means the following. It still means what the word of God says in James 2.17, that faith without works is dead. What's very clear in the Bible, that we are not saved by our works. The things that I do do not save me. It's simply the sacrifice of Christ. The great, I'm saved by grace through faith. That's what the Bible says. It's not of my own works, lest any man should boast. However, the Bible does make it clear that as an evidence that I've truly put my faith in Christ and received his grace, that my life, that my actions are going to line up with that. So relationship over religion does not mean that faith without works is dead, does not apply anymore relationship over religion does not mean just, oh, you know, I'm going to get rid of the word of God and not really listen to it anymore. No, it's taking the word of God and applying it to our lives because we love God and have a strong relationship with him. Relationship over religion still means John 14, 15. If we love Christ, we'll keep his commandments. That's what it says. The Bible says, uh, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So there's still obedience and actions in our relationship with God. What type, you know, it, it makes no sense for us to say that, you know, I just have a relation, personal relationship with God, you know, relationship over religion. So I just kind of do whatever I want. That makes no sense because in what relationship do you just go? Yeah. You know, I just, I just do whatever I want. I don't consider the feelings of the other person. That's a terrible relationship. And that's not the relationship that God is looking for us with us either. God, Christ said, if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. There's still an obedience. There's still an obedience and there's still actions in our relationship with God. But here's the thing. We should never view those actions and never view obedience as burdensome. We should never view it. Oh, this is a big burden. This is terrible that I have to do this. No, because the Bible actually says that his commandments are not burdensome. In 1 John, it says that his commandments are not burdensome. Jesus said that my yoke is easy and my burden is life. When we, uh, when we truly value 
relationship over religion, it will feel easy and light to obey God's commands. Why? Not because I'm saying that your life is never going to be a problem. I'm not saying that, you know, you're never going to have any issues in your life ever before because the Bible does say that in this world we will have trouble. But as I've said many times, while the Bible does say that, it also says in that same verse to be of good cheer because Christ has overcome the world. So when we understand a relationship with Christ, we understand that we are in a relationship, that we are in a covenant with the savior of the world, with the king of kings. And so although this life may be difficult sometimes, that there might be situations, we have already overcome the world in Christ. We already have an easy yoke. We already have a light burden in Christ, in Christ. So a relationship with God will understand those things. We'll understand that I want to do this because I love God. I want to do this because I understand how much more, how much better my life is with Christ. Man, I've been there before. I'll just be honest with you. It has sucked in my life when I was in Bible college and I wouldn't spend time with the Lord for a day. Oh my goodness. I would realize how much worse my day was. How much, you know, how far I, I just like, oh my goodness, God, like, I, I feel like, like farther from you than I want to be. And so I had to understand in myself that, wow, this isn't about religion. This isn't about doing all these things every single day. This isn't about reading my Bible, praying, fasting, going to church just for religion's sake. Although those things are important, it's about doing those things because I love God and I want to know him more. I just want a relationship with him. I just want to love him. I just want to love Jesus. I just want to know who he is. That's what it's about. That's what Christianity is is about. Value relationship over religious rituals. Value relationship over religious rituals. I'm going to talk one more point and then tomorrow or tomorrow, next week, we're going to have part two of four keys to a thriving relationship with God. But I'm going to do this next point and then we're going to do two more next week. This next point, read God's word daily. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, Joey, I thought that you just said, you know, religion, like that, that's not cool, man. Reading God's word every day. I thought that we're just supposed to have a, a, a relationship with God. Yes, but this is a part of it. And this can become a religious ritual if we are not careful. But here's the thing. Reading the Bible is an essential part of the life of a believer. It is essential. We need to know God's word. We need to know what it says, because if we don't know what God's word says, then we can't properly obey it. We need to know what God's word says so we can properly obey it. However, like I said, we must be careful that this does not become a religious ritual. What do I mean by this? Aren't I doing it every day? Isn't it a discipline I do every day? Yes, it is. But here's what a religious ritual will say. If I don't read the Bible today, I'm bad. If I didn't read my Bible today, I'm a bad Christian. If I don't read my Bible today, God is not going to love me. I need to read my Bible today so that I can check it off my list. Or how about this? I only read one chapter today because I wanted to take time to understand that chapter. And I didn't have time to read uh, my two chapters that I said that I'd uh, read every day. Now, you know, oh man, you know, I'm terrible. I'm not good. That's not true because actually it is better to read one chapter and fully comprehend it than it is to read two chapters and not understand a word that you just read. 
Religion would tell you it's better to read more chapters of the Bible every single day. It's, you know, somebody comes up to me, Pastor Joey, I read five chapters of the Bible today. That's great. I have no issue with that. That's wonderful. I, I encourage you to do that. But, but then a student, you know, that same student says to me, but I didn't understand a single word. And then another student comes up to me and says, Pastor Joey, I read half a chapter today and here's the notes that I have from that chapter. Here's what God was speaking to me in that chapter. Here's how I'm going to apply it, apply it to my life. I would rather that than somebody read five chapters and go, I don't know. I'm not sure what this is saying. Why? Because it's about a relationship with the God. It's about actually understanding his word and getting to know him. I could sit and talk to somebody for three hours and just sit there like this with a blank expression and let them talk to me as if I'm a brick wall and not think about anything that they're saying. Or I can have a 30 minute conversation with somebody where I fully comprehend everything they're saying, where we are corresponding with each other, where I'm learning about them. And that 30 minute conversation would be more valuable than that three hour conversation where I just let everything go over my head. But here's the thing. Religion is all about accolades. It's about how much can I do? How much can I do? Relationship is about what Christ has already done and simply getting to know him. I would much rather read one chapter of the Bible and fully comprehend it than read five and not understand a word that I just read. You know, some people, they scan it and they're like, oh, you know, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's great. You know, next chapter, let's go. I just got through one chapter. Yeah, that's two. That's two right there. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. And they, they get through their checklist or they get through their devotional of the day. And we think that we've grown in our relationship with God. When in reality, God is saying, ask my Holy Spirit to teach you something right now when you sit down. You know, I try to sit down. I try to say this every time when I sit down to, to read my, my Bible. And, and sometimes I don't, but I still realize the understanding that I'm leaning on the Holy Spirit. Oh, you know, like, Lord, teach me something by your Holy Spirit. And again, this is where religion, where relationship over religion comes in. If I don't say it, it doesn't mean that I'm not relying on the Holy Spirit that time. It, it just like, I'm still aware of it as I'm going through it, that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to me, but it's a good reminder for me every day to just, Lord, teach me something as I sit down and just read your word right now. So it is more important. It is more important that you have a relationship with God than following religious rituals. You didn't read your Bible today. Okay, read it tomorrow. Now, am I saying to you that it's okay to not read your Bible, you know, one day? Am I okay in the sense that, you know, that that's the best thing? No, that's not what I'm saying. But am I saying that, you know, if you didn't read your Bible that day, that you can still be a godly person? That you can still be someone that loves God? Yeah, if you didn't read the Bible for one day, you read it 364 days out of the year instead of 365 I'll be honest with you, perfectly honest with you. I, I, I probably don't read my Bible 365 days of the year. Some pastors would not admit that to you. Some pastors would not admit that to you. I do read my Bible pretty much every single day. Like it's very rare that I miss my Bible reading throughout the day. I would probably, if I had to put a number on it, I'd probably read my Bible 360 out of 365 days of the year, right? But there have been scenarios, I'll, I'll give you one recently. My, uh, my, uh, uh, we, we had to, we had to travel for something. It was, there was a situation we had to travel. I got up late. I didn't get into the word of God that day. And I, I didn't end up getting into the word of God that day. And that was a day that I didn't get into the word. And 
You know, obviously that's not the ideal scenario that, you know, I didn't get into the word. I should have disciplined myself to be able to get into the word of God that day. It's not an excuse. I'm not saying that it was okay, but I'm saying that I'm human and that sometimes I may fall short of that goal that I have for my life. And the reason I wanted to read that Bible that day is not so I could pat myself on the back like this and go, yes, you read your Bible, but because I simply wanted to commune with the father. I simply wanted to commune with him. I wanted to know more about his word that day. And it was unfortunate that I wasn't able to get into the word. But what I'm trying to get across to you is that, okay, you didn't read your Bible that day. Don't let it bring you down a hole, a religious hole, where you go, well, now I'm not good enough to read my Bible today. Now I'm not good enough. Now I have to make amends for the fact that I didn't read the Bible I don't want you to go one of two extremes. You could be one extreme where you say, you know, well, you're really bad if you don't read your Bible, if you didn't read your Bible today. But you can go to the other extreme where it's like, well, it doesn't really matter if I read my Bible every single day or not. No, you should not. If you didn't read your Bible one day, pick it up the next day and start reading it. Don't say I'm going to wait two days and then I'll figure it out the next day. That's not what I'm saying either. It's not justified to do that. It's better that you do read it every single day. I was listening to evangelist Tiff Shuttlesworth preach. This is somebody that has, you know, preached for 40 years. He said live on, a, on his broadcast that he does not, re, that, that he uh, has fallen short of reading his Bible. Uh, like a couple, he, a couple times a year, he may fall short of reading his Bible. And he says he, he you know, doesn't want to do that, but sometimes it gets the, life gets the best of him. That's just being honest and transparent. But our goal should be every single day that we're in the word of God. Every single day that we're in the word of God. This word right here needs to be a part of our life day in and day out. If we want to really have a relationship with God, we need to know what his word says. That's the reality. That's the reality. Read your Bible every single day. Read your Bible every single day. And if you miss one day, get back in it the next day. I'll tell you this, when I, you know, if I miss reading my Bible one day, I don't go, you know, two days of reading my Bible and then don't read it again. It's not like that. It's consistently, it's, you know, it should be rare. It should be very rare when you miss reading your Bible. It should be very rare. It should be the weirdest thing ever. Oh, I didn't read my Bible today. What in the world just happened? What in the world just happened? Because the word of God needs to be a part of our life. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you have a relationship with God today. Don't worry about the religious practices and all those different things. You know, I have to finish my U version plan today. What if God leads you to go read Hebrews today and it's not in your U version plan and he tells you to read the entire book of Hebrews in a day? What if he tells you to read two chapters from Hebrews that day? What if God guides you to be in, in a different book than what you had planned to be in that day? Religion would tell you that's bad. Relationship would tell you that that's good, that you're growing and you're hearing the voice of God. Our religious rituals are less important than what God's word has for us, than what God has for us in our everyday life. You know, sometimes I'll be praying and I, this, I'm going to get into this next week. I'll be praying the Lord's prayer because I, I pray through the Lord's prayer. I don't, not our father or in heaven, but I use that as a guide for my prayer. But sometimes I'll go off script. Why? Because it's not about my religious, my religious prayer. That's simply a guide. It's a guide. That doesn't mean, it's kind of like if your teacher gives you a study guide and says, these are some of the things that are going to be on the test. That doesn't mean that it's everything. 
You can sometimes, I, I go off script all the time. I'll be praying for something and then all of a sudden I'll just start talking to God about something else. That's fine. Why? Because it's a relationship. It's not a religion. But anyway, next week I'm going to talk about the two other keys to having a thriving relationship with God. Thriving. Not just having an average relationship, a thriving relationship with God. The first is valuing relationship over religious rituals. And the second is reading the word of God daily. I hope that you guys tune back in next week. I hope that this blessed you. Let me pray for you uh, right now, wherever you're at. Father, I thank you for this group of listeners that I have here today. Father, I pray that they would value relationship over religious rituals, Father. Lord, I pray that they would want a thriving relationship with you. Lord, that it would be about having a relationship, not about religion. If somebody's watching this right now and you don't know Jesus Christ, you've never made a decision for him to be your Lord and Savior, I'm here to tell you today that Jesus wants to save you, that Jesus died on the cross for you. He already did the hard work. The Bible says that he, uh, that he came down, he stepped down from glory. God in the flesh came down, stepped down, lived a sinless life. He was tempted in every way that we were, but he did not sin. He then went to the cross, died on the cross for our sins, was buried in the ground, defeated death, defeated sin, rose from the dead, and he completely conquered death, hell and the grave, and then he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And now he wants to have a relationship with you. And today, if you would repent of your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ, you can know him too. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ right there behind your computer, computer, your phone, wherever you are, repeat this prayer out loud with me. Say this, say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I repent of my sin. I put my faith in you. I acknowledge that I've been far for you. But thank God for your grace. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you died on the cross and rose from the dead. In Jesus' name, I'll never be the same. I'm a Christian now. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.